We're going to chat right now with Dr. Henry Kim, who is an associate professor and director at the Blockchain Lab at the Schulich School of Business at York. Team of 20 at York University's Digital Currencies Project, working on cryptocurrency and blockchain. Uh, Dr. Kim, thank you for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. Um, so when it comes to cryptocurrency, I think for a lot of people, it's still a mystery. A lot of people know a lot about it. Some are starting to learn. But the question that I have is, how many different cryptocurrencies are there out there now? It seems like we get a new one every day almost. Oh, Actually, first of all, let me give a shout-out to my in-laws who live in Edmonton. Oh, okay. Joe and uh, Joan Cunningham. I think they might be listening. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You have have an in-law named Joan Cunningham? And Joe Cunningham, that's right. Joan and Joe Cunningham? Wasn't... Mm -hmm. Joni Cunningham? I mean, she's got to be called Joni. You don't call her Joni? Well, she's... uh, Well, I'm I'm a little bit... (laughs) I don't know if they (laughs) called her that. I think when she was in... uh, I think when Happy Days was big, I think she probably got... She had to be. That's like having a mother-in-law named Lois Lane. She's my mother-in-law, so she's a bit older than that. So she might (laughs) think she was probably... uh, It was was me, I suppose, I think that would have been. (laughs) Well, hi, Joe and Joan. There you go. (laughs) Okay. So you were asking, yeah. So there there literally are uh, tens of 5,000, possibly 10,000 different cryptocurrencies. Holy cow! And it, how? What? Like, can, can if I wanted to start a cryptocurrency, I have no idea how to do it. But could I? Can anyone do yeah. this? Uh, it's. I mean, it's a lot more effort than doing an NFT, non fungible token. But yeah, it's actually quite possible. The question is really more that um, who would buy it? And you can spend a lot of time and effort doing it. Yeah. But uh, you know, someone might not buy. It. But having said that, because it's so easy, it might not take that much time and effort. Uh, which again is why you literally have tens of thousands of different cryptocurrencies. Now, the just, bulk of which are, you know aren't even traded. People don't really think much about. It. Okay, that's the thing. Uh, with all of these, uh, how does that affect the value of this one or that one or cryptos? Generally speaking, is that a major complicating factor in how crypto is accepted or traded or taken off or whatever the case may be? Yeah, so so I, I think probably um, I was having a conversation with someone about this today. I, let's let's step back and think about it. crypto. If you think about crypto, think about oil. I'm talking about an Alberta crowd, so I think you'd appreciate this. So there's sort of two things about oil. There's oil, which is used as part of you know used in systems and transportation systems, so it has use, right? Yeah. And then there's uh, oil, the commodity which gets traded on a futures market. Um, so I think you have to think of cryptos as being very similar. Cryptocurrencies ostensibly are created because there is supposed to be a use as part of a cryptocurrencies are used as part of a blockchain-based system, which maybe I'll talk about later. There's also, and those cryptocurrencies that are to be used for as part of a blockchain system are also traded, right, uh, like a commodity, like oil, how oil is traded. We focus so much on cryptos that are traded because that's what you hear about in the news. Right. Yeah. Uh, but really, ostensibly, they're supposed to be there because there's a use for them. Now, the truth of the matter is that the great majority of these ten thousand coins, ninety-nine percent, are what I would, you know, charitably call crap coins. It's not that what they're called. Right. <laughs> but, uh, so they're useless. They're they're, they're basically junk. Um, but so to get to your question, but there, there are some cryptocurrencies that people believe are useful or are potentially useful in the future. And so because of that, there's a demand for these things. Uh, and the demand is, is manifest uh, as, you know, these prices for these different cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ether going up or down. 
Now, see, now that's the thing, because a lot of people out there will say, uh, they're big Ponzi schemes, there's nothing back, there's nothing there. Um, what you say, they have to have a use, that's what gives them value. Some of them have okay. astronomical value, like, like Bitcoin is worth thousands and thousands of dollars, others are worth, you know, fractions of pennies. What is it that gives it an inherent value? Is there anything? Oh, okay. Okay, so 99% uh, are Ponzi schemes. Okay. And, and then, in fact, I would even, you know, people would still could invest in them because as long as you know it's a Ponzi scheme, you know, as long as you, and you get in at the right time. Yeah, you, get you can do okay. At the right time. Yeah, exactly. So let's go with that. So what has value? So in, in that sense, you have to look at each of the individual uh, cryptocurrencies and each of the systems associated with those cryptocurrencies and say, hey, is this potentially useful for the future. So think about, let me, let me go back with the analogy with the, uh, the oil, because someone brought that to my attention today, and I thought, well, this is a very good analogy. So let's say that it, in, in crypto world, imagine if you have, imagine if um, everyone says, you know what, I'm going to drill for my, uh, this specifically different type of oil, Yeah. right? Somehow it's different. One oil from one well is different from another, and I'm going to, and then, but, it, but my oil is better than yours. And with my oil, what I'm going to do is it, it runs better on cars. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a whole system of cars and roads that runs on my oil. Right? Okay. And and then you could and if people and and if people really believe your oil is better and somehow it performs better, then more and more people will buy cars for your oil, and more and more people will build gas stations for your oil, and ultimately you have this transportation system built upon my oil. Gotcha. Right. And then, so if that's the case, and you, you hear about this Henry Kim's oil, you would say, hey, that oil is supposed to be good, and it's going to be really huge someday. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get in early, and I'm going to buy his oil. I don't, I, might, I don't even need a car for it. I'm going to buy his oil. I'm going to store it somewhere. And eventually, when lots and lots of people are driving, with Hen, driving cars with Henry Kim's oil, then I'm going to sell my, the oil that I bought a long time ago, yep. and now I'm going to get a lot for it. And that's sort of, it's kind of ridiculous because whose oil has been different. Well, it's, it's all marketing by the sounds of it, Henry. It's marketing and it's also, but, it, but then you also say, it, part of it is marketing, but the other part is to say, are there specific characteristics of these cryptocurrencies, systems, that ultimately will bear well in the future and they'll, be, and they'll grow? And people use them and lots and lots of people use them. And if I bought an Ether or a Solana, which are these cryptocurrencies for these different systems, then maybe in the future someone will pay me a lot more money for these. And that's, that's the hope, right? Um, and I, I'd say that's hope. And that sometimes the term people use is hopium, uh, but that's the hope. With so many out there, though, doesn't that affect overall how much is available? I mean, it's, it's, it's no matter what it is, it, when you're talking anything financial, it comes down to supply and mm -hmm. demand. And with supply being what it is, um, doesn't that affect all of these cryptocurrencies, you know, to um, some extent? Yes, it does, Ken. Um, but the thing is that, that um, you know, Again, part of the Ponzi scheme, the thing is that if you, there's this sort of like this virtuous cycle. If, if you hear about one or two different cryptocurrencies, they're doing really well, and then other people jump in, and you see three or four, and then yeah. you go, well, you know what, there's a new one coming out, and it's really new, therefore it hasn't gone up a thousand percent, so I'll jump on that. Sure. And, 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 tomorrow, and, and two weeks after, as of really well, because there's this frenzy, you know, I hear about this new thing that was minted, and that... Uh, and so that will go up a thousand percent. So people used, and this is actually much more prevalent when it first came out in about 2017, 2018, and we're sort of into a second gear now uh, in 2020, 2021. Um, so that's that's why it happened. And so if you think of if you think that way, you go, okay, well let's come up with one, you know, let's find a new one every other week, so that I can make you know 
a thousand percent gain, five hundred percent gain, you know, every two weeks, and that's kind of how people think. So if you think about it, as long as that demand is there, and as long as you're sort of going up that hype cycle, and and you got this mania about it, yeah. This will work, but the problem is that, like with all manias, I, sometimes it just blows up and it blows up uh, big, and that's kind of what happened in 2018. And I suspect, at, you know, if I said 99 percent of these things are junk, that it's going to ha- happen again you know, sometime in the next two, you know, next couple of years, I suppose. So it, you might have this boom and bust cycle over and over again. Uh, that's possible. And that's sort of to me, and, and I don't know much about crypto, but one thing that I do know is you're, it's going to be up, it's going to be down. There's nothing as volatile as crypto. Is that not a barrier? I mean, to to certain things for some investors, depending on timelines and what you're using it for. Like, and I know, like, I know there was one NFL player who said he wanted to be paid in Bitcoin, and and me mm-hmm. with my limited knowledge was saying. Why, dude? I mean, you could lose 30, 40% of your salary next week. I mean, that volatility is a barrier, isn't it? Wait, well, you know, I think it was Russell Okun who said that. He actually worked out well. It's funny with him because he, was, he got hurt, but because he, if he'd gotten paid in Bitcoins, he actually was like the, the most the highly paid, most one, <laughs> third highest NFL player because Bitcoin appreciated wildly. Uh, that day. In fact, I had a student who put $100 in Ethereum in my class because I said, oh, you know, play with whatever you can. And they paid $15,000 off in tuition with that. What? Right? So and this is like, I didn't. Forgive, forgive me. That's one of the reasons why I'm a professor and not an investor because <laughs> I didn't practice, right? I told someone to do it, but I didn't do it myself. Um, so so um, I, I, the thinking is... Uh, if you're a true investor, by the definition of what is an investor, you ought not to be dabbling too much in, in, in yeah. Bitcoin. All you should be, uh, if you go back to what I said before, what you should do is, if you're really, truly, like, really doing your homework, what you would say is, I'm an, I'm an investor, I, I want to hit big, a bit of a home run, but at the same time, I really want to invest in something that is going to be a Tesla in the future. Right. Right? So you would do your research, and I would say, again, without naming names, maybe there's a dozen, maybe there's two dozen things, cryptocurrencies out there that potentially could be promising right i include bitcoin in one of them yeah and so you might want to you might want to do that and you might say okay it's going to go up and it's going to go down but like uh like what what many people tell investors maybe i'll devote a certain percent maybe five percent not much more of my portfolio into some into that and say it's speculative sure it is and that would be the right strategy and then and then other people would say you know what it's gambling you know just go that's your investor okay yep that's fine and you have another class of people who've got the time and the wherewithal to be gamblers have at it. You're gambling. You're going to a casino. You're gambling. Some people will make, you know, some people make money. Most people will lose money. If you know what you're doing, go for it. That's why I can't stop you, but I would say, don't call it, don't call it anything else other than gambling, because that's what it is. That's exactly how I feel about it. And that's where I am. Dr. Kim, thank you for your time. Appreciate it.